The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Hey there, my friend, and welcome to episode 48 here on the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we're talking about what I wish I'd known when we started homeschooling. I'm thinking of this as the back to homeschooling episode, because as I'm recording this, it's the beginning of September, and many of you are just starting back to lessons this week or in last week or next week uh, after a summer break. So I thought it would be a fun time for me to reflect, reflect back on 10 things that I wish I had known before we started on our homeschooling journey here at our house. Okay, so here we go. Number one, we don't owe anyone an explanation. So often when we start homeschooling or even at the beginning of a new year, uh, we get a lot of comments from family, friends, even strangers sometimes questioning our choice to homeschool. Is this the best choice for you? Is this the right time? Are you sure you want to do this? And of course, we can engage in those conversations if we want to about homeschooling, But sometimes those questions or conversations leave us feeling uncertain and insecure. So what I eventually learned was that I didn't owe anyone an explanation and that sometimes, you know, that people were asking for different reasons and we wouldn't, I wouldn't always know what their reasons were, but sometimes others just needed my reassurance Sometimes they were just curious, but particularly if they were judgmental or disagreed with our decision to homeschool, it helped me to have 
like a, just a one sentence, simple response to give them something like, this is our decision for this year and we'll reevaluate in the spring. Or this is the right choice for us for now and we're excited for the adventure. Or I'm part of a homeschooling community who supports me. So don't pay attention. Don't give too much attention to the doubters, but rather find other people who you share a philosophy of homeschooling with, a philosophy of education, other hands-on holistic homeschoolers. You might even want to let the doubters know that you have help, right? You have a community, you have guidance from other more experienced homeschoolers whose kids have finished high school and gone on to graduate college, perhaps. And by the way, I offer mentoring to homeschoolers. So you can find out more information about that if you're interested at artofhomeschooling.com slash mentor with Jean. All right, number two, rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Whoa, this was a game changer for me. I wish I had known this earlier on, right? I would describe myself as a recovering perfectionist. Growing up, I felt like I felt like love was conditional upon my performance. And I still carry that with me some to this day. But in parenting and homeschooling my own children, I've come to realize that What they really wanted from me was my focus, my attention, and sometimes my help. They didn't need perfectly planned lessons. In fact, they wouldn't know. How would they know how the plan, how I did my planning, right? That was my thing. What they wanted was engaging activities. And it really helped for me to start seeing myself as a more of um, as a facilitator of activities rather than a teacher who imparts information. This one is so important to me that you'll hear it at the end of every podcast episode. Okay, number three, what I wish I'd known. Curriculum choices don't make as big a difference as you might think. This was huge for me. I was trained as a classroom teacher. I have a master of arts in teaching. And in some of my grad school programs, we were taught to follow the curriculum, right? That the goal of a teacher was to follow the curriculum as closely as possible, Many of us who tend toward, who are interested in the teaching field, many of us tend to be rule followers, right? So I was one of those. I was going to follow that rule. And we often think that it's supposed to work this way, right? The curriculum is telling us what to do and our job is to do it. But the truth is that that written curriculum seems to overlook the fact that we're working with young human beings here. And human response to lessons and readings and activities is kind of unpredictable. (laughs) So yes, having guidance is good. But the trap we fall into is thinking 
that there's such a thing as an open and go curriculum where all you have to do is open the book and start teaching. I'm telling you now, there is no such thing. (laughs) There's no such thing. And just like, just like your, how your children are each so different from each other, um, they'll, they're going to respond differently to these lessons, right? To the curriculum, to whatever activity it is that you bring. And it's, it's, Learning is not linear. It's not totally predictable. And we need to take that into account. Is that to say we should never purchase a curriculum? No. But I want you to make a lot of decisions yourself first and along the way, and then reference the curriculum for the pieces and parts that you need. A curriculum is just one tool for you to use in your homeschool. So remember that you are still the captain of the ship. So here's what I want you to take away from this. When a child is offered great stories, artistic, hands-on, engaging activities, lots of time for exploration, uh, field trips, trips to the library, fun interactions with family and friends, they will thrive. The curriculum itself is really secondary and only part of the picture. Number four, what I wish I'd known. I wish I had known that trying to do it all every day will steal your joy. Homeschooling is not about checking off things, all the boxes, right? It's not a checklist of things to get done or get through. We don't want to just complete, like teach the content, right? And then check off it off the list. It's really, homeschooling is really about being fully present with our children and watching the learning unfold. Early on in our family's homeschooling journey, I was so much in teacher mode. I would be doing, I would do my planning and then I would do my best to get all the lessons in every day. (laughs) Uh, I never really achieved that so often felt disappointed in myself and I forgot about the fun and the curiosity and the creativity. Honestly, Uh, joy seemed very elusive to me. Uh, until I was able to begin to embrace that messy, interesting, unpredictable nature of the human experience and of learning. What I really needed was to make room for all of that by keeping the checklist of what we had to do or what the checklist of what needed to be done, keeping it much simpler and more doable There are so many wonderful possibilities for things we can do with our children. But if we just keep adding more and more and more, even too many good things can lead to overwhelm. If we we try to do every wonderful thing that comes our way, we end up stressed, tired, overwhelmed, and that joy seems to just slip away. Sometimes less is more. I like to remember that we can do less better. This can help us find the joy on this homeschooling journey. All right, number five, 
your homeschool does not need to look like a classroom. I don't think we even realize that we're doing this sometimes, but for those of us who were educated in classrooms, that if that's all we know, right, when we start homeschooling, then that's what we replicate. So it's hard to, to picture, for us to picture what homeschooling might even look like. For me, I think I craved the beauty and the tidiness of a freshly set up classroom. You know, the, the ones in the photos where there are no children actually in the picture. And when we add the children in, the reality is that pretty soon that tidy picture perfect space looks way different. <laughs> I needed to embrace the mess, but also find simple systems like baskets on shelves, Uh, open uh, bins and things like that to help keep things, to make cleanup easier and help keep things tidy. And I'm not just talking about the space here, but also the schedule does not need to look like a classroom. For our family, that meant appreciating and embracing the fact that we could be outside for much of the day, that we could go on a field trip in the middle of the day, that we could go to the park. Uh, We could go for a hike. Homeschooling really is way different than school. And that's a great thing to embrace. All right, number six, we don't have to have it all figured out before we can begin. (laughs) This is a carryover from the perfectionist tendency for sure. But also homeschooling is a big responsibility, right? We're taking on this responsibility for our children's learning and we don't want to mess it up. So we tend to stay, I think we tend to stay in planning mode for way too long. We think and think and rethink and wind up overthinking almost everything. If this is you, be sure to go listen to last week's episode called Overthinkers Anonymous. You can find it at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 47. My best advice here, and something that really took me years to learn, is that clarity comes from taking action, not from thinking and thinking and reconsidering everything. Sometimes we just have to decide and then dive in. Just be sure to go all in and not continue second-guessing yourself. And remember, sometimes you have to start before you're ready. All right, number seven, leave room for surprise learning. In the beginning, I thought I had to have everything planned out to a T and that I needed to be the one in charge and that I needed to control it all. I overplanned and I forgot that learning is both unpredictable and sometimes surprising. <laughs> there is such a thing as overplanning. And my experience was I wouldn't do, I wouldn't even do all that I had planned. And that wasn't uh, very much fun or effective. The truth is that children need lots of time. <laughs> they need time to explore, to discover to create, time to consider and have meaningful conversations, like process what they're learning, question what they're learning, and begin to form their own opinions. There is no way that we can give our children 
all the knowledge that they will need for the rest of their lives. What we want to do instead is help them on the road to lifelong learning. All right, number eight, taking good care of yourself is an important part of your job as a homeschooler. I was way too hard on myself in the early years of homeschooling, and I thought I had to get this just right. My children are really the ones who taught me that there's no one right way, right, to teach, no one right way to learn. It's a creative process, really. And that's what I was drawn. That's why I was drawn to teaching to begin with. So remember to take really, really good care of you so that you can show up as the best version of yourself as possible. I think that I had a carryover of guilt for not contributing substantially, at least in a financially to our family. And so Uh, I didn't feel like I deserved to take time for myself. And that can really lead to burnout. If we're the ones who are taking the responsibility for our children's education, we need to be able to show up rested and interested and totally present for our children. So be sure to take good care of yourself. It took me too long to learn this one. Okay, number nine, homeschooling is... as much of a journey for us as the parents as it is for our children. We learn so much about ourselves on this journey. For me, uh, homeschooling has been the biggest factor in my personal growth and self-development, I think, over anything else I've ever done. It has shaped me into the person that I am today. So don't underestimate this one. Our children can be mirrors, right? They make us look at ourselves, at parts of ourselves that we might rather not see. Uh, But homeschooling can also stretch us in amazing ways as we explore learning right along with our children. And the last one, number 10, home is the most important part of homeschooling. Remember to keep hearth and home at the forefront of your mind. Those relationships in our families are the most important part of this journey. So in summary, just remember to stay cozy, snuggle up for read-alouds, play outdoors, enjoy meals together and wonderful conversations around the table, laugh a lot, and make room for surprise learning no matter how old your kids are. Nowadays, I have the luxury of looking back on our homeschooling years and reflecting. I get to watch our three now-grown children navigate the adult world. I love that they each care about the world and their friends in deep ways and that they've found in our finding work that they enjoy and ways of contributing to their communities. I wish I could have known at the beginning of the journey that it would all work out this way, but really just taking it one day at a time, sometimes one moment at a time was all it took. And then all of those moments and all of those days add up into wonderful memories 
and amazing young adults. <laughs> As I mentioned, if you want some guidance on your journey from someone who's been there, reach out and maybe you want to consider a mentor session with me. I love helping homeschoolers puzzle out a plan, uh, choose resources, and create a daily rhythm that works for you and your unique family. So check out the details of how I can help you to uh, create your own design, customize your own homeschool. Uh, and you could set up a session with me at artofhomeschooling.com slash mentor with Jean. Thanks so much for joining me here today. And you can find the show notes for this episode over at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 48. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.